Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Stitches Podcast, and it's a special episode because baseball is back, baby. The lockout ended last week, uh, a couple days after we ended our podcast, and uh, deals have been going down left and right as teams get ready for the season, and uh, I am way behind on my fantasy baseball studying because of the uh, the layover, so I've been trying to catch up. There's been a lot of news going on, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of all baseball right now, which is a good thing. I'm glad it's back. Robert Sangler and Nick Budig are here with me. We're going to be talking about all of the the trades and the transactions that have happened uh, today, Monday, also on Sunday, because the Twins have been kind of the spotlight of the market right now. And uh, I'm sure some trades are going to go down after our podcast is over, but we're recording this at 7.30 on Monday night, just to give you a reference of what may have gone down. Um, uh, Robert, I mean, baseball's back, and I think uh, whatever has happened the last week, I think it aids the case for maybe a weak window for free agency because this has been fun with all the trades and the wheeling and dealing. Yeah, it's been definitely like a trade deadline at this point. It's been just absolutely ridiculous. I, I can't even fathom it. I'm still trying to process all these trades and signings from just today alone into my brain while I was at work. It was impossible and here we are discussing it, so I'm going to be thinking about stuff as we're talking about things, and it's just it's just a lot to comprehend right now. Yeah, definitely like you could consider three blockbuster trades in the last two days, and yeah. that's in addition to all the signings and smaller deals that have gone down. Um, but, I mean, Nick, you try to keep it up with it. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, I've been refreshing my Twitter feed all day pretty much just to hopeful for some trades and just wild and out looking at some free agents, so... A big name, Freddie Freeman, was looking like he was going to the Dodgers, and all of a sudden the the Blue Jays are speaking up. So I don't even know what's going to happen in the next couple hours. Yeah, who knows? We know the Twins should be doing something. We know the Reds and A's still have some offloading to do probably. Um, And we know the Mets and Braves are going at it right now in the NL East. We know the Blue Jays are trying to become the best team of all time. Dodgers. (laughs) You know, there's just so many storylines going on right now. Yeah. And um, so many teams just trying to buy us. I think spring training games start Thursday. So, I mean, everyone's just kind of getting ready, getting their roster set. Because um, mm-hmm. it's going to be a short spring training. I think it's only going to be three weeks before, you know, the season launches on uh, April 7th. So, that's, uh, you know, lockout's over. And that's what's good about it is that things are going to happen quickly here. And it's going to be like baseball never left. So, I'm excited. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll dive into it here. I just want to remind you that we're on all of the uh, podcast platforms now that baseball is back, we've been here every week, but we'll continue to be here every week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your audio. We're on social media at Pod on Facebook and Twitter, and our email is thesitchespodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's do the Twins first because they are the spotlight of the uh, the market right now. Let me just kind of run down the transactions, and we'll just kind of take it and just kind of evaluate what they've done so far. It sounds like they're not going to be done yet, but um, you know they've made some pretty big deals. Uh, so let's start with uh, uh, over the weekend. They got Sonny Gray from the Reds. They trade their first round pick from last year, Chase Petty, apparently who can throw 100 miles an hour. So it could be some uh, some special type of prospect. So no, um, you know, not a light haul there. But Sonny Gray definitely needs some rotation help. Then they uh, the blockbuster last night was Josh Donaldson going to the Yankees with Isaiah, Isaiah Kiner Falefa, who they got from the Rangers earlier. And then Ben Rortvet, who's the catcher, the backup catcher. And they got Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela from the Yankees. And then uh, the trade right before that was Mitch Garver uh, for Kiner Falefa. And they also got a prospect in Ronnie 
Henriquez. So um, the Twins, you know, they've been making some deals. They've uh, they're trying to upgrade that rotation. They still have a hole at shortstop, but the storyline is offloading some salary for maybe what is a signing to come. Uh, what do you guys kind of make of the Twins' move so far? Um, I think the first starting with the Sunny Gray when I was. I think, as all of us were surprised, I thought. Uh, I mean, they, they, it, it's interesting that they got rid of Jose Barrios, obviously, last year, and then they go out and sign a guy who's who has put up pretty similar numbers over his career as Barrios. They both kind of been in that 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 two three spot throughout their career. He obviously jumped into that ace role, and giving up a a first round pick last year is not very Twins like. Um, but it to me it kind of shows they're ready to compete. With uh, Sonny Gray, I know we talked about that. That this could be a. I, I know Roberts talked about how this could be a wasted year for them with him, but he's got two years on the deal, and uh, I think the big deals obviously were the the Donaldson one um, with Kiner Flaffa, who they had for for thirty minutes. <laughs> it's uh, it seems like neither neither fan base is too happy about it, but to to a Twins fan, they're. They're offloading salary, and it look hopefully they're uh, gonna make some big deals. There's some big free agents out there that uh, that we've been kind of keeping an eye on out here with uh, updating our our uh, twitters constantly to see if they make those deals. But uh, it's been a uh, an abnormal Twins off season. I'd or say so. Usually weekend. Twins. I mean, the Twins usually are the ones that, at least this new front office, they've been the ones that kind of wait around and get the mm-hmm. bargain scraps. But I think because the market moved so fast before the lockout, there wasn't a lot of free agents to be had, so they had to make some deals and get creative. And that's what you see here today. I mean, um, I mean, Connor Fleffa is so much – it reminds me of the Jaime Garcia trade deadline move a few years back where he was with the Twins for – it was like, mm-hmm. what, less than five days, something like that? Did he yeah. even start? Did he make a start? He made one start, yeah. I think he made one start, and then he was traded to the Yankees. Well, it was the Yankees too, wasn't it? Yeah, just like Connor Falefa. So whatever the reason is, just like just wheeling and dealing guys away. Uh, Robert, what's your kind of breakdown on this, man? I mean, maybe some gearing up for your your guy Trevor Story to come to the Twins, but could you imagine? Um, wow. What are you thinking about the, these trades? Yeah, honestly, I don't like either of them. I don't think neither either of them didn't even need to do these kind of trades. I understood the Falefa deal. I think the Twins needed to get a shortstop and upgrade there. Don't like Gary Sanchez. I've harped on this for many, many years. I've said the Yankees will never win a World Series as long as he's catcher. I was correct. And now he is a Twins potential backup catcher. I mean, I, I think like a rotate. So they're saying, rotation. yeah, we don't really yeah. know what that's DH all about. DH and catcher. Yet because Ryan Jeffers isn't exactly a primary catcher as well. So Mm-mm. that's still to be determined. And then, of course, you have Miguel Sano, who's playing first base. So that kind of takes up first base. So Sanchez can't play first. Or will they switch off, be first base, DH as well? There's a lot to be determined there, as well as Alex Kirilov coming back. So you got to throw him into the mix as well, as he's not going to be an outfielder more than likely. So this deal, to me, it, it just doesn't really make sense from both sides. I get the salary dump. I'm not a huge fan of it. I think Josh Donaldson was kind of dead weight for the Yankees as well. You add another injury-prone player that you didn't need to get. They already have some of the worst injury history um, in baseball history. It's just unbelievably bad. I don't understand what the Yankees have been doing for the last decade, and I've literally said this forever. And here we are doing it again. So, personally, the one good thing that came out of this isn't for the Twins. It's for the Yankees getting rid of Gary Sanchez. And because they got rid of him, the window of getting to a World Series, not win it, but getting to a World Series gets a little bit better for them. 
Yeah, I just they still have an unsolved question at catcher because yeah, I know you like your guy Higashioka. I, I like Higashioka for being a catcher. I never said he is their future catcher. Yeah, there's a difference. I mean, I mean, even, even if with... he's their catcher, I mean, his bat is really, really still bad. It's home runs. They're probably That's gonna have. Well, need. I mean, they're probably gonna have the worst offensive output from catcher right now. If if Rortvet's gonna be their full time backup, what do you get? Like Maybe. one. Yeah, he's a terrible hitter, even yeah, in the minors. No, but, I, mean, I, mean, does I, that matter? I don't think it's a maybe. I, think I mean, it's they'll no be good question. defensively, that, but, which but see, that worse offensive ma- catching. But see, that doesn't matter, Nick, because the Yankees have one of the top five best offenses in the game. That's it always doesn't matter hurt. if their catcher hits or not. They've been worrying about that for so long with Gary Sanchez, and that's why their formula has failed. It doesn't. But they work. they 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 downgraded offensively, or so. I mean, as doesn't bad matter. as he was, I mean, he wasn't. He was better than than Kiner Falafel. Yeah, but that, but either they're way, gonna they're, lose. Don, they're gonna have Donaldson for a few games. They're gonna have Stanton for a few games. I don't see them being games. in the top five offense when they're gonna. Be to be fair, Stanton right. and Donaldson were pretty healthy last year. Exactly right. I, I will throw that out there. And that's fine, but it's over their career is what we're talking about. Yeah, right? I know, we're I know, I agree with you. I'm just saying, last season. like I don't want to disregard mm-hmm. that they had some pretty good. No, they were good. Look at the year. analytics. Yeah. Donaldson was in the yeah. 90 percentile on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And he's always he really up, up there. Yeah, he's always gonna be a good hitter no matter how much. He put up 27 home runs. He had a 370. I think he had 25 over 130 games. Yeah. Yeah, and he had a 370 plus on base, which is really, really good. Still, even though his batting average was 249, which you can argue batting average doesn't matter anymore. So. Who cares? He got 370 on base. That's what the the Yankees are paying for: his home runs and his on base. That's the most See, what, important. What thing. was weird to me is getting Urshela back because mm-hmm. one, I'm not a big fan of Urshela. I think he was hurt in the injury department last year, so like his numbers were down a little bit. But I never was a big fan. And they kind of block Miranda, Jose Miranda, their their yes. big prospect. Mm-hmm. He can play second base a little bit, but that's blocked too. First base is blocked because you know you think Sano might play there. Kirloff will probably play the outfield, but might play some first base. And now Urshela can play third base. He's not playing shortstop. I know people say he played 20 games at shortstop last year, but he he's one. It's one of those players. It's like he can play shortstop, but he shouldn't play shortstop. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's going to be the primary third baseman as things stand now. Before Twins make moves, which we expect them to do, Miranda's kind of blocked, and you know yeah. he seems ready for the major league level right now. And I'd like to see him get a, a real shot. And I'm afraid we're going to see kind of this this. Kirloff Larnage situation like last year where it's like platoon and not getting mm-hmm. regular at bats it kind of mm-hmm. ruins their confidence this whatever reason they did that I'm worried about that because I think Miranda could be a real good player for him um, so we'll have to see if they try to open up a spot they say they're not flipping Sanchez or Urshela it's still to be determined I mean if the right deal opens up you got to think that they're going to hope Miranda can take one of those spots if they if they can move someone yeah, and I'm just not sure Kirloff, with all of his injury history recently, he's going to be an outfielder. There's yeah, I just where's Sano going to play? Long-term. Yeah. I think Sano ends up being either DH or there's going to be a, a lot bench of bench player. going for him. Yeah, he might not be a starter anymore because Gary Sanchez might just fit the role at first base or DH. I don't know. Yeah, I, really I mean, they're going to I mean, it's a good marks. problem to have. They have it's, a lot of pieces. It's, well, it's, I shouldn't I say, say it's a it's good a pro- great problem. I was about to say, they're not very good players. Yeah, that's the problem. And that's that's... That's the problem is because where are the twins max. I mean, here's the thing: if if Sanchez was a was a lefty, I think we have a that's a they have a problem because then they just roll Sano and Sanchez as a right. platoon, lefty and righty. But two of the same hitters hitting righty, and they might do that with Kirloff at first base because he's a left-handed batter. They might put him. But the thing is, they shouldn't because Kirloff they, is a much better hitter. I agree. Hitter than I both agree. Above. But because he was hurt and he has this injury history the last few years in the minors and in the majors now, you worry about. Is he really a full-time player until he gets back to that strength? You don't like to see it early on in young careers, and I think you kind of have to ease him back into it. You can't just force him into it. Because like I said to you, Nick, 
I think Sonny Gray was a nice move. I just don't like it for this year. I don't think the Twins are going to be that. Concerned. And I don't think I it think is for this year. I don't think you give up a, a prospect just for a two-year guy. I think they're going to sign him. I think they're going to extend him. But then I think you're going they see into that next it's, year. And then I think they see that that year. next year they have Maeda. They have they have up and coming guys that if, unless they trade them, um, and then they have Ryan. They have right? who could be better next year. They have. Right. So, I mean, they have Gray next year. That's that's three front line. That's I mean, not three front line. That's three solid starters. I'd say front line, but Ryan, I think, is a question mark. I I consider Gray a three. Yeah, I mean, that's front line. That's kind of uh, that's mediocre. I'll say. Yeah, yeah, three. I, I, that's what I say. Three solid guys. I think next year is their plan, and I I still think they're gonna do something with an extension for Gray. They got a lot of money now. Oh. Yeah, and. I could also see the Twins going the other way and saying, you know, we just offloaded salary. Well, they won't say it, but doing yeah. all this salary dump and not actually make another move, which would yeah. be the or most I mean, Twins thing ever. And there's a lot of conversation that they could just end up flipping Gray mid-year. Totally. But he has another he has year, year, right? So Yeah. So, like, you would think that would be a prime rotation with Maeda back. If yeah. they can get – we could talk well, – we could talk – we could dive a little bit about their what their moves could be because – the A's are definitely on the market to sell probably Manaya and Montas, or one of the one of the two. It looks like they're fire sailing, and then the Reds have been offloading guys left and right. So you think Castillo's got to be on the move, whether or not now or maybe at the trade deadline. Castillo's actually got another year too on his contract. Yeah, that's what and so if you're thinking about maybe doing a two-year push, you got to think you're targeting some of these guys out there and you know the twins do have a pretty good farm system in terms of depth so they could make some moves they probably just don't want to overextend themselves a little bit with the prospects they have mm-hmm. um, but i do think they are primed to make a big signing which could be trevor story and then make a move for another pitcher with trading up some prospects yeah and i think the big thing for i think honest going for them is they have guys like austin martin and royce lewis for now. who could have a lot of potential, but I don't think they're untouchable. I think those guys could easily That's be moved. I, I don't think say. people would have a big problem with it. I think they're like, move the opposite. Lewis, move Martin. I think they might be the first what? ones moved. Yeah. I don't think you can get just trade one of them and expect to get a Frankie Montauk. No, I think there's, there's, but they still the have problem. depth. Like Luke was saying, they still have some pitching depth that they. I don't know they about that because that. look what the Mariners flipped to get Jesse Winker. Yeah, but that was yeah, but also look what the the Braves gave for Matt Olson. Exactly. But There's we're not talking about Olsen. I mean, we're talking about Montas and Manaya. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. They still they they, they got a haul for Olsen. They got a potential five-tool guy, even though, I, I mean, we don't see it in Pasha. And they have Shane Legliers, who is an elite catching prospect. Yes, he has a whole For, for Matt Olsen, who, I mean, he had a career year last year, but that's not going to be his norm. I don't know. I think if you're talking Manaya, Montas, a top 100 would probably – and then you, I think one top 100 would be enough. I Throw in some prospects so. – He's, he's, con- he's controlled. Luis Castillo would probably be a little more expensive, but I think Montas and Manaya, I feel like you could grab with a Martin or a Lewis. I don't think so. I think it's going to cost them also a Jordan Bozovic. No, I don't think that. I, I think so. I don't think they're going to give up two fall, top ten prospects well, for, for one of those guys. Right, but Bozovic had that injury, and he's starting to fall off a little bit. He's so still I, I mean, he's still a top 100, top ten prospect. But see, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the, I don't value the farm system as well as you guys do. After seeing I mean, that's, that's myself and understanding, I don't think that I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to give you an, an, an a perspective mm-hmm. of how organizations are thinking right now. I don't think people believe Bozovic is amazing right now because of the injury history he's now getting from last year. Therefore, his value is down. And if you think you're going to actually get a guy, Frankie Montas, who's on the rise with a really good year last year, all around, 
then you're probably mistaken because it's going to be more than just an Austin Martin. It's not going to happen. No, but I still think people are still valuing Royce Lewis a lot. I don't think people value Austin Martin as much. I, don't I still think, think they anybody still, wants Royce Lewis. I think Lewis, they view yeah. Royce Lewis as I think still Martin a, has more value than Yeah, Lewis. I don't think Royce Lewis I don't know about ACL Martin. is the most concerning He hasn't thing played right in now. three years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Martin that. just has no – lost a lot of value just because of not being able to play shortstop. But knowing the Oakland Athletics and their overrated on-base theory, whether Billy Bean is still a part of it or not, they still are big into that. You can see it with the way they built their teams. Austin Martin fits their profile as a Chad Pinder, better Chad Pinder. So I don't see why they wouldn't go after Austin Martin, but they're going to want something as a sweetener. And I don't think the Twins are going to give much of a sweetener unless it's Jordan Bozovic. Unless you're going to start throwing around Miranda, and I don't think that's smart at all. No, that's, that's not. Just, now you're I think really pushing the, it. I think Miranda would be the closest one to a untouchable. Just I, so you would close. think so, but what the Twins are doing right now, who knows? That's the question, and that's that's yeah. a little bit concerning. If Miranda, if they might not see Miranda as well as everybody else is seeing him. And like Luke said, who knows if it's even just a salary dump year for yeah. him. Could we be. don't know. Which would be unfortunate because I feel like yeah. they have some pieces to compete if they make the right moves. It's going to be tough with the White Sox. They have the best bullpen in baseball now. It's easily the best. There's nobody. Yeah, the White Sox are really, really good. But yeah, their pitching is with the fourteen. Loaded. I think it's is it fourteen teams or twelve it's, teams? It's twelve. Twelve. Okay, with the twelve team playoff, we're gonna 12. you're gonna have more opportunities to make a playoff. Well, run. I think there's a chance they could squeak in. And they could, but the question is, is it about squeaking in or is it about winning the first round? I mean, anything can happen. Don't know if they. Yeah, but anything could happen. Build a team. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, the Twins' bullpen is horrendous. It's yeah. And that's where they need to focus. It's like I've been saying with the Yankees. They added more power when they didn't need to. They need to focus on starting pitching and getting a catcher. The Twins are doing something similar just like that. They need to focus on their real needs. They had Falefa, which solved shortstop for the time being until Royce Lewis or Austin Martin comes up and be some kind of a stopgap shortstop for the time. Therefore, they needed to go into the bullpen. A guy like Joe Kelly could have been perfect for them. Kenley Jansen's still out there. They need to get bullpen help. They have money to spend. You might not like the moves, but you're not going to stay competitive if you don't have a bullpen. The Twins' young core pitchers are not great bullpen arms in my eyes, Nick. I saw a few of them. I'm not convinced. They're not the White Sox core that the White Sox have built. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think they're I, – I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the, the Twins' pitching farm, but I still think there's enough depth down there. But I don't think you go out and – like, if this is, like you said, a waste year, they're not going to go out and But why sign not sign them for Jansen. two years? But like Joe Kelly, well, that's what they did years, with Sonny Gray. You know, right? And that's I mean, what I'm got, saying. They got Gray so for two if years. If that's the case, then you. Have I'd rather start with the starting pitching because that's where the, I think a bigger need was starting pitching than it was bullpen. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I think, look at I the think bullpen, bullpen is what blew them. Look at the baseball. Texas Rangers had a had a great bullpen. I mean, Nick, the the Twins bullpen last pitchers. year was the reason why it everything was fell so apart bad, dude. at the beginning. Well, I agree. I don't think the bullpen's good, but I don't think you skip over the starting pitching. Well, I think they've addressed the starting pitching in small ways, and I don't think they're. I think they can do both, right? Like they don't have to. I think so. And I like mean, Robert I mean, they, mentioned, they, some guys that have been out there and still are out there, and you know, I think if 2021 goes differently, like if the Twins are in contention in July, they probably make some mm-hmm. moves at the deadline yeah. for bullpen pieces. But since they're kind of out of it, they don't. And that could be the the feeling they're going into 2022 with. It's like let's see what we have, mm-hmm. and then around the deadline we'll make those moves. But you're not even gonna give your chance, you give yourself a chance with this bullpen because it's the no. same bullpen as last year. No. I agree, yeah. and it's. And it was it was horrendous. Like it couldn't save a game, you know, exactly at all. So so okay. So theoretically speaking, who do you guys want to see with the Twins right now that they could possibly do with all these moves they've done? What is it that you want to see as a Twins fan to maybe have a, somewhat of a competitive season this year, or maybe go into next season, maybe a two year deal with somebody? 
I mean, we talked about some of it, right? I mean, they got to get one of the three pitchers. You got to get a pitcher. You got to get get a shortstop. Okay. And then you've got to get bullpen, some 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 type of bullpen piece. I I'm kind of with Nick on the bullpen part because you can maybe add some small pieces here at the beginning of the year, and then maybe get them as the season goes along. Because who? It's hard to determine which relievers are available right now because with the 12 team playoff, a lot of teams are on the fringe, and so they're probably kind of holding on to their relievers. But once mm-hmm. a trade deadline comes around, maybe that some of those guys become available. Um, but that's a dangerous game to play. But I think mm-hmm. you've got to have one or two starting pitchers. You've got to have a shortstop, and you know, round out the bullpen somehow a little bit. And they had a shortstop. They had Fluffa. I don't. I don't understand why they. Fluffa's fine, deal. but we're talking now. It's they've got well, all this I know, money. I'm about money to get yeah, yeah, I get that. But I'm they've saying got like, they didn't need to now. do that story deal until like maybe next year. Like they could have stopped gap. I just don't think. This year is as amazing as all the deals they've done. I just don't really understand. I just it think yet. they saw. I, th- I just think they saw an avenue. I think they saw how the market was going. They thought this was a chance, maybe get money for Trevor Story because I don't know. What, I think I. I think last time I looked, I don't think the free agent class next year is even. No, it's pretty good. It's all right. I don't. Bogarts is in it. Oh, um, for shortstop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's okay. No, shortstop okay. market is pretty good next year. Actually, it's I got to okay. double check, but. There was this article about Correa signing a one-year deal. He'd be getting into another deep class next year. So, um, I think, I, I think uh, the Twins aren't seeing this as a one-year deal. To be honest, yeah. I think we're seeing it as a, a re- gearing up for maybe a three-year type of deal, where you get Maeda back next year and you use some of these pieces that you get this year to uh, maybe even have a better season, but still compete this year at some level. Some level. That's my my view. Because well, Maeda being out is huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And my biggest thing for this year alone is Joe Ryan. If he's not even close to what I think he is, this team is done. No, they're they're it's done. Over. If any yeah. of if if it's him over. and Gray, because Gray, nah, if I mean, he Gray if, could if, be Gray and it still wouldn't matter. Like well, Ryan he is be, the he can't biggest. Be I mean, Gray puts up various numbers. Yeah, Gray only had two bad years. Piece to the puzzle. Gray can't right be Yankees. Gray though. No, yeah. of course not. That's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Gray is going to be Gray, as in like yeah. he's going to be probably a good either his normal self with the A's when he first came up, or he's going to be as good as he was with the Reds, and that's a good thing to have. But that yeah. it's yeah. not enough to beat the White Sox. That's no, I don't think so either. And I don't, I don't think, think anyone thinks Twins are going to. There, I don't think there's anything the that Twins can do to get to the White Sox level because they just got better. Like they added Graveman, no. they added Joe Kelly. I don't think anyone's arguing that. They added Vince you know, Velasquez. Is, yeah, for whatever reason that is. They're, they they're, the White Sox are are like on the level of like the Blue Jays right now. They're pretty close. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, I'd say they're, they're close. I think the Jays are just on a different level. No, Jays are yeah. a top team, the I think, Blue on Jays, paper, but the White yes. Sox are probably second best. I think they're both paper. up there. They're up yeah. there. They're up there. So, um, let's move on to the other deals because you know. There's I think deals. this twin situation is going to change a lot this week. You know, yeah, I, I will, I will say this real quick. Here. I still think, and I know you guys hate it, but I think Zach Granke should be in the Twins for a one-year deal because he's a 170-plus inning guy. You talk about the bullpen being really, really bad. I think Granke adds value to help that bullpen not get taxed again. It's still a little bit not great, but like I said, they need to get if they want to be somewhat competitive and sneak in. They're going to have to add the pitching. I don't see them getting a Frankie Montas. I do see them getting. Trevor's story as well, though. Fair enough. I don't like Ranky at all, but yeah. I think he's completely fallen off. All right, let's move on. So <laughs> okay. we've got the Reds and Mariners was the other big deal of the day. Jesse Winker goes to the to the Mariners with Eugenio Suarez to the Mariners as well. There you go. Uh, and then Brandon Williamson, Jake Fra- Jack. Oh my gosh, Jake Fraley and Justin mm-hmm. Dunn go to the Reds in a clear salary dump. 
for the uh, the Reds. And I gotta say, it's pretty sad yeah. to see the Reds kind of dismantling this this core. You know, the the Reds net didn't get a lot done with this core, which is also kind of sad to see. Um, they didn't really make any significant playoff runs. They had some great players, um, but now it just seems like they're just kind of you know letting them all go. And I gotta say, I think the Mariners did a really good job here. I mean, I like Williamson, and I know you guys do. But Winker, and then I think Suarez has some, a little bit left in the tank too. I think um, he did break out in September. He found something. He was on fire, and so I do think that there is some untapped potential there. I know it was a salary dump just to get Winker, but I think the Mariners uh, are going to be happy with what they got here. What do you guys think? No, I agree. I, I mean, I have I have concerns about Eugenio and and Winker honestly with that because I think both of them can go a little bit too extreme with the streak side. Um, like you said, Suarez found something, but I fear he's just going to turn back into that Mitch Hanniger type for them who's just going to hit home runs um, and do nothing else and play below average defense. Winker obviously is going to kill righties in a righty-heavy division, and I think that's going to be, uh, uh, be a huge thing for him. I think he's got big potential in that lineup. I think it's very helpful. I think that, that team was looking for a Chris Bryant-type bat, and I think they added two guys who could do something. Um, I like it. Obviously, with with Kyle Lewis being hurt again for the 18th year in a row, yeah. Um, but it, I think also added to it, I think you have to look at what's going on around him with the A's doing tearing their team apart, the Angels not being good, the Rangers being a rebuilding year. I think they also see it as an opportunity to go all out. Um, I still think they need pitching. I don't like their bullpen. I think they got two guys in there who are solid, but in Castillo and, and Seawald, but. Uh, to me, I think they, they got two solid bats that they needed for an offense that was kind of surprising at times well, last year, played over their head. But uh, Let's be honest. I mean, Suarez kind of takes a spot of like a Kyle Seeger who I was, was more – I was just about to say yeah, that when yeah. he came to me. Yeah. Pretty much. He's the same Except type of player. I would say he's better than Seeger. I think he's got yeah, more, more power. More bats still. Yeah. yeah. There's more but, walk potential in them too. Yeah, and probably more upside because we've seen yeah, what Suarez definitely. is like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Even though he's thirty, yeah. um, you know, there's probably more upside there. Mm-hmm. Robert, you got anything to add on this uh, before we move well, on to the, I the other Red big Williamson one? Williamson quite a bit. I thought this was a good move for the Reds more so than Seattle. Yes, it's a good move for Seattle, of course, but I like it more for the Reds. I think if they can actually keep their core this time around with Hunter Green, Williamson at the top, that's a nice little piece one-two for their rotation. I still think Williamson might probably fringe it out as a three-starter. But he's a bigger guy, kind of like Bailey Ober. And I, I think he's got some sneaky stuff. He was one of the best strikeout pitchers in the minors. I'm a big fan of Brandon Williamson. And I think it could really pan out with the uh, Rays, or excuse me, the Reds. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, they've had. I think I, I really like the Reds' farm system. I think I've said that before. Mm-hmm. Um, they got, like you said, Hunter Green. They got Williamson. They got Lodolo. It's just, I think we've seen it before. They've had such a good core for a while. And they just never do anything with it. They always end up trading guys away. They always end up just missing something. And, uh, I mean, hopefully something's changed. But mm-hmm. uh, if they're in this salary dump for a while, if they're trying to completely rebuild and be like the Pirates who are almost who are probably a year or two ahead of them, it's it's a little bit of concern. Yeah, All right, let's move on to the other deal. Oh, sorry, sorry They got that outfielder that could be their Jesse Winker now, too. Is that I think it's either Austin Hendrick or Austin Kendrick. can't remember his last name, but... They have a really big outfielder in their system as well. All right, let's move on to the, the last big deal we want to talk about, and that's Matt Olson going to the Braves. 
which signals the Freddie Freeman era ending there, which is, you know, sad. Um, mm-hmm. But the A's got quite the haul here. Christian uh, Pash, is it Pache or Pash? I feel like I've asked I'm not going Pache. there. That's you, Luke. That's all yeah, you. Probably Pache. <laughs> yeah. I should probably baseball reference that. <laughs> Shay, uh, Shay Lake. Why are these names so hard? That's what? a tough one. Langleers. Langleers, yep. Langleer. Langleer. Ryan Kusick. Yep. And Joey Estes. Um, so Pache and Langleers are both huge prospects. Um, mm-hmm. The two, the top two prospects in the Braves system. So, um, what do you guys make of this one? I mean, Olsen going to the Braves—that's huge for the Braves, but also the A's getting quite the package back. Best trade yeah. so far. Best trade. Yeah, so far. like I, even I wise. Both sides. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, very I even. I think I still think maybe the Braves gave up a little bit too much for Matt Olson personally, but it's—I mean, Matt Olson was so good last year. He's a consistent power mm-hmm. player, one of the best defenders in the game at his position. And losing a guy like Freddie Freeman is just such so detrimental for me, for the clubhouse, for the culture of Atlanta. A lot of fans are really upset about it, even though they're getting Matt Olson. You just won a World Series. It's it's a little bit disheartening, but at the same time, Olson's one of the best first basemen in the game, and I think Braves fans will love him later on. Yeah, I I think two years ago, the the A's would have fleeced Braves with this deal just because of where Pache was. I know we've talked about him in a lot, but he just doesn't seem to have that 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 big power bat, that big bat that everyone's kind of talking about. I think I've talked about before. It's just a ground ball kind of power. He hits just line drive ground balls all the time instead of obviously he's fast and can use that. But uh, to me, that's really dropped his stock. And I think maybe it's just a chain of scenery. We've seen these top prospects just go to a different place and and flourish. But uh, Langleyers is the big one for me. I know they're they're in talks about trading Murphy and getting him out, and he might be the next future for them but uh matt olsen i think helped by his big year last year i don't think he's gonna have such a high average as he did but he still has that power bat he can still get on base like paul said he's got an amazing glove and and i mean freeman for all he did did not was not a good defender at first so that's gonna be a solid defensive team i think we've seen teams go that route before and and do well so to me matt olsen i like it his bat in the braves lineup he's still a lefty like freeman was so not much of a change there so I like it. And finally, Nick, the Braves trade a lot of that really good depth in their minor leagues. They finally mm-hmm. did it. Amazing. I know, and I think it's also helped by uh, our guy Michael Harris kind of coming yeah, up and, and right. starting to prove to people that he's a solid hitter. It's true. He's not going to be the big power bat, but he's got kind of that, that Adam Eaton kind of esque build. He's mm-hmm. got that ability to get on base, slash the ball, play great defense. So it's a good team. Watch out for his name to come up. Yeah, it's a good team. All right. Well, there's going to be more to come. Uh, spring training, like I said, starts Thursday. Games do. So there's a lot of deals to be made. The Twins won't be done. I'm sure uh, the A's and Reds won't be done with their fire sales. So there'll be players on the move. We'll be here next week. We might be talking about some games, talking about some trades, whatever goes on over the next seven days. Uh, we'll be talking about it. So thanks for tuning in today. It's, uh, it's great to have baseball back. Um, we'll be here every week throughout the season. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your audio. We're on social media at Stitches Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Your email is the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. All right, take care. We'll talk to you all next week.